I'd love to uh, ask us to take some time this week or today, whatever you wish, and uh, think about this question, have you ever been rescued? Uh, that was the first thing that struck me when I was praying about our gospel. Uh, that, that man on the side of the road got rescued. And I thought of a few, um, and, and one of them uh, was an actual physical rescuing. I was working for a catering company, and uh, it was at a reception for a wedding, and I was carrying this big old thing of uh, those beautiful cheesy potatoes. Yes, proof that Jesus loves us and wants us happy. Huh? So I'm carrying this big old thing, and it's hot, and I got my little gloves on, and all of a sudden, quite literally, a fight broke out at the reception that consumed the whole room. And I mean, people were punching and swinging, and it, it was crazy. And I got, truly, I remember thinking, I don't want to lose the potatoes, you know. I, I, I'm sitting there trying to do the math, right? And uh, I'm looking around, and I got nowhere to put these. And of course, a smart person would have just dropped them. But cheesy potatoes, you know what I mean? It, you can heal me, but those potatoes, you know. Um, and all of a sudden, I had this buddy, Arthur, and Arthur had his own zip coat, right? He, his shadow weighed eight pounds. Uh, big, strong guy, and he was working in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I'm not kidding, I see people flying like bowling pins. And uh, he, he came over and he knocked the potatoes out of my hand sinner uh, and grabbed my arm and just ganked me to the kitchen and he shut the door and that's when I started doing the math like holy cow I mean ambulances and police came but I was fine Arthur lost the potatoes uh, but he saved me I was stuck I didn't know what to do and uh, Whenever Arthur and I, whenever I see potatoes, I, I think of Arthur, which is kind of weird. But so that was a pretty cool time I got rescued, 16 years old. The next time was intense. I, I was at uh, my last assignment, and I was in Lenawee County. And I don't know if you know this, there's only four diocesan priests in the whole of Lenawee County. And I was one of them. And I had, as pastor of two parishes and responsible for a third one, and I had this bag in my truck at all times because I knew my mom was close to death, and I wanted to be able to just get in the truck and get there when I got the call. I got the call, and I was uh, in a funeral, uh, praying a funeral, and I had another funeral right after that one. And uh, the deacon came up, and he said, you need to get home. And, bro, you know, we're in the middle of Mass, and I didn't really know what to do. I, I was going to finish Mass, uh, but then I had another funeral. And so I just prayed, Jesus, help me be here, not in the next moment. We'll, f we'll figure it out when the funeral's done. But when the funeral was done and we processed out, an elderly priest pulls up, and he said, uh, I got a call from the deacon. I got your next funeral. Go. I was like, my gosh. So I got to get home, and I got home in time to be with mom when she died. And in fact, my sister Larry was singing her the psalm 
you uh, sang today, which is pretty cool while, while she died. But the next thing, of course, was three parishes, and I, I want to be home at least for a few days, but there was just no way. I was stacked up with funerals, masses, confessions, and then a priest named Jim Shaver. Does anyone know him by any chance? I don't know if that's important, but Father Jim Shaver had retired just a few months before, and I really had never spoken to him before. I knew he existed. He knew I existed. But he called me, and he said, uh, I'm covering your parishes until everything settles down with your mom. And it's hard to explain. I, I hope this doesn't sound bad. There's just not enough priests. And there was just no way that this could happen. But it did. A guy I don't even really know that well called up and said, and he told me when my mom died, I had to do a funeral every day for five days. And he said, it almost killed me. He said, you got seven. We've got you covered for seven days. And I will never, ever forget that. Uh, he came to my rescue. Father Jim Schaefer, if you ever see him, thank him. Because I think I would have lost my mind that week. Being rescued is a humbling thing. I hate being rescued because it means I needed it. How about you? Rescuing someone, well, don't worry about it, yeah? Rescuing someone helps our ego so much. Being rescued reveals our helplessness and our vulnerability, and it's embarrassing. It's tough. I ask us to think about the last time we were rescued. Because honestly, it's hard to remember. Our brain wants to put it away for a lot of reasons, most of them tied to our pride. But we've all been rescued at some point, physical, emotional, spiritual. And the reason I'm thinking so much about it is because of what St. Augustine wrote about the Good Samaritan. When I heard this story, you know, it seems to me all the homilies I heard were like, you need to be a good Samaritan. I mean, you guys, not me, you know. Uh, but truly, I, I'm sure we've heard those, right? Be a good Samaritan, you know, and that's important to be clear. Our good works help people see God. That's, that's in Matthew, but really the, the ultimate reality here, what Jesus was trying to convey is that we were the dude by the side of the road, the human race was the man who was beaten and used and thrown aside like garbage. That God created us to be one with him. I love that simple little line in Genesis before the fall where it said God and Adam would, quote, walk together in the cool mist of the garden. Isn't that a beautiful image? Just God and Adam taking a walk. But then we decided that God's rules were a little bit hard, and so we abandoned ship. And right away, there's a murder, right? Right away. Right away, there's jealousy. Right away, there's pride. And man, it's been a freight train ever since. Tearing each other to pieces. Uh, prideful, sinful, arrogant, manipulative, whatever it might be, man, we got that in spades. 
And we made and make such a mess of things. And, and we were made to love, right? We were made by love. We were made for love. And now that's hard. And then God came to our rescue. Well, we hated him. Right? Samaritans and Jews, I'm sure you know, that they did not like each other at all. It was a perpetual state of warfare for about 1,200 years when Jesus told this story. But what did he do? Well, there we were laying by the side of the road, chewed up, used, beaten, dying. And it says a, a priest walked by. He was on his way to Mass. It's, you know, in his defense. Thank you. But that priest is to remind us of the failure. Uh, and, well, let's do both, right? The priest and the Levite. That's to remind us of, of this simple thing. The Old Testament had the law and the prophets, and, and they're beautiful. But remember, all they can do is tell us the problem. All the law can do is tell you, here's where you failed. Ugh. All the prophets can do is say, keep failing, and it's coming. And again, I want to be clear, those two things are gifts, but they can't save us. The law can only tell us what we've done wrong. The prophets can only share with us the consequences of what we've done wrong or what we've done right. Jesus saved us. He said sin and death are the problem. Well, then I'll put those on my mule. I will forgive your sins and strengthen you in the process. I will take your death and make it my death. And since I'm stronger than death, that results in a resurrection. And now you get a resurrection. He threw us on his beast. And he saved us. When someone saves us, there's that debt we feel. And because of our pride, it can be a painful debt. But truly, if we let it, it's a joyful thing to be indebted. I owe a debt of love. Because when I was lost and could not find my way to God, he loved me with the greatest love. And that's true of you. That's true of all of us. He came to our rescue while we didn't even really know him or love him. Hey, yeah, be the good Samaritan, please. But more than that, rejoice this week because we have a shot at heaven. We can be healed by God who doesn't see us as a tool to be used and thrown away, who doesn't see us as a means to an end. Instead, when he looks at us, all he sees is what he loves. You got rescued. And that's the best thing that ever happened to us. I pray that we're always grateful for that rescue. And that we, as a result, don't consider anything Jesus would ask for as too much. It's not enough. My heart is filled today with gratitude for our Lord. Because the law and the prophets, they passed us by, man. All they could do, again, yeah, that was wrong. Don't do that. Or say, you keep doing that wrong, it's going to get ugly. That's all they could do. 
We were drowning, and the law and prophets described the water. But Jesus came and pulled us out of it. So walk with Jesus this week. Feel that beautiful weight of gratitude. And let it change how we live. Let it change why we live. Let it all be based on the response of gratitude to this simple truth. We were chewed up and spit out. We were beat up and broke. And he saved us. Amen? Amen. Okay.